Welcome, 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 welcome to our F3 podcast, where we discuss all things pertaining to faith, family, and finances. And remember, no subject is off limits. So we got a good one for you today. I am your host, Apostle Lionel Blair, and along with with uh, our host also today, my beautiful, gorgeous, lovely, perfect, <laughs> eh, shata, perfect wife. Okay, perfect like Jesus, right? Oh, Lord. Jesus Jr. herself. Amen. Glory to God. <laughs> Dr. Jasmine Blair. Listen, listen, listen. We got a good one for you today. I'm excited about this particular broadcast podcast today. Thank you for that introduction. Listen, welcome everybody again to the F3 podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share the notification bell so that you'll be notified every time we premiere a new episode. And for our audio subscribers, be sure that you subscribe. Yes. Check the show notes. Check the episode description for the links for all of our different products and services. Also, if you want to find out more about how to support the podcast, and if you have a topic suggestion or a question you want us to answer here on the show, click that same link and you can send us a voice message. And who yes. knows, your topic may be the topic on the next episode. So I, I want to start this topic off because this, this is... This is something that's amazing. And I don't even, I get why it's an issue, but then I don't get why it's an issue. Because if you've been in church for any amount of time, either you or somebody you know has been sat down by the pastor. Come on. Now, for those of you who are unchurched, maybe you're new to this thing. Let me let me catch you up to speed. Maybe some of you who's been in church, you've never heard this term. Let, let me help y'all understand. What sat down actually means. Sat down. Sat down is when you are removed from your ministerial duties or responsibilities as a form of discipline, as a form of restoration based on something you did, maybe something that's in your character. Maybe you're not running to discipleship and training. Maybe there's some type of dispute or issue that you refuse to resolve or is trying in the process of being resolved. These are some of the different reasons that your pastor may make the decision right. to sit you down. Right. Somebody said, well, what does that mean? Okay, let me give you a basic scenario. Let's say you are in youth ministry. You know, you're a young youth pastor, young adult pastor. You're leading that pastor and then is discovered that you're having an inappropriate relationship with your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your fiance, whoever, y'all sleeping together and all of these things that should be in marriage, but y'all are not married. And you've been talked to about this, you've been addressed about it, and you're still doing it. That's a reason a pastor may make a decision to sit you down and bring you away from those ministerial responsibilities until your character can be refined to where you can adjust your life to where it lines up with the word. Let me give you another example. Let's say you and sister watermelon got into an argument because y'all was having a church family day 
and you <laughs> wanted to bring potato salad, and Sister Watermelon wanted to bring potato salad, and you told Sister Watermelon she couldn't bring potato salad. She said, "Well, the pastor said I could bring my potato salad. I mean, it's family day. It's gonna be enough. It's gonna be enough potato salad for everybody, and I'm not even gonna put no raisins in my potato salad." So <laughs> y'all get the family day. You got an attitude now. You going around gossiping about Sister Watermelon right. because her potato salad is better than yours. So you decide you gonna take the whole rest of the bowl of Sister Watermelon's potato salad, throw it away, cause a whole big scene just because you're jealous and you don't want to share the potato salad responsibilities. Mm, mm, mm. Petty. And so then, Petty. when y'all end up in the pastor office, yeah, I threw away Sister Watermelon's potato salad. And I'm gonna throw her potato salad on who she thinks she is. I'm the potato salad king. Pastor, you know what? Petty Betty. We're gonna sit you down, Sister Betty, uh, uh, until you can get a more community like <laughs> spirit in your heart. You need to apologize to Sister Watermelon. I ain't apologizing for Jack. You know, she spends her own money to be a blessing to the to the church family day. I don't care. I that's something that the yeah. pastor may sit you down for because see you're being divisive and you're causing a whole scene of confusion over some potato salad mm -hmm. let me give you another example so let's say okay you're somebody that the pastor is teaching and training you know you've been doing some bible study you've been filling in here or there and you know the pastor is developing you for future leadership Okay, well, you decide you're just going to start making you some cards and going around all the different churches in the city, passing out your card. And next thing you know, you want to preach at five, six, seven different churches. Your pastor don't know nothing about it till one of the pastors calls your pastor. Well, hey, I didn't know so-and-so was going to your church. You know, so-and-so, minister so-and-so, who? Yeah, they're going to be speaking here next week. No, I didn't know that. Matter of fact, we never made so-and-so a minister. Mm. That, that could very well be a reason why your pastor chooses to sit you down. So now that we've got you caught up on the definition, I want to talk about the dynamics around this whole thing. Because sometimes this goes well, but a lot of times it goes very ugly. People become angry. They become frustrated. A lot of people even want to leave the church when they are sat down for one reason or another. So I want to pass this over to you. And I want you to talk about some of the different complexities that leadership deals with, because I think people really think in their mind that as senior leaders, we just sit people down just because we can, because we controlling, because of abuse of authority. And I don't think people understand it's never an easy decision. Most pastors, now some people crazy, they, they get off on a power trip, yeah. but for most of us that are, that are competent and sane, it is a difficult decision to decide to remove somebody from ministerial responsibilities, whether it's for a month, a day, a week, or a year, or permanently. So I want you to talk about some of those complexities that weigh on you when you got to make that decision. Well, uh, speaking from the seat of a senior leader, because uh, I can I can do that. Uh, speaking from the speaking from the seat of a senior leader, when it comes to sitting people down. Uh, if you are a leader that truly cares yes. about people, um, it's not the easiest thing to do. Um, no. Because you, 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 even though you need to sit them down, you don't want to kill their fire. That part. You understand? But they have to understand that, you know, because of how extreme this is, mm -hmm. you know, you know, this requires, 
some kind of disciplinary um, um, action. You know, take it from somebody who sat somebody who, who sat people down before. It's not something I want to do. No. You know, but but if you keep and, and it takes a lot for me to sit you down. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes a lot. You know, when I say you need to sit down, it takes. Because I sit you down way faster. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My, my wife will sit you down way faster mm-hmm. than I would. Have a certified seat. Thank you, know, you. But when it gets to a place where I have to sit, I have to make the executive order and decision to sit you down. Okay, then you done done it. Then you, you done you, done you, it. You, you done it. really done it. Because I give multiple chances. You I done done a, it. I show a lot of grace. <laughs> I show a lot of grace. I give multiple chances. Um, um, but it, 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 you have to consider the soul of mm-hmm. that person. That's good. You, you, you really do. And then you, you got to handle it legally. I'm when I say legally, I'm talking about biblically legally. Mm-hmm. You, you understand? I, I, I can't go by you being my best friend, my, 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 my auntie, my cousin, uh, or one of my dear members. That I the love the senior deacon, the senior, the senior elder, de- deacon, elder. I don't care who you are, the house prophet, you know, <laughs> because I've sat people down that was very close to me, yeah. You know, I've sat down people that was very close to me, so 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 you know, I've 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 sat friends down, I've sat I've I've sat cousins, cousins. um, I've I've sat, <laughs> you know, you know. <laughs> And that's why you know loyal elders, people yeah. who have been with us for a while, um, that they served as pillars and have been an integral part to what we were doing in certain seasons. Even those people had to sit down at times. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, because you first, first of all, I'm like this: if I see that your responsibility in the ministry is taken is is a distraction from you taking care of your personal responsibilities, I'm going to address it. Mm-hmm. And then if you don't change it, I'm going to remove the ministerial responsibility from you. Okay. Uh, because I want you to get your personal stuff together because according to first Timothy chapter three, you cannot be a congregational leader. Mm-hmm. Okay. And not have your personal life in order. I don't care how, I don't care how good you flow in the prophetic. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can, you can, you can sneeze and raise the dead. Okay. That's, that's wonderful, but that don't mean your life is together. Okay, that that don't mean your life is together because see, uh, uh, once people see your see past your gift and see your life, will they still want to follow you? Mm. Would, would, would they would they still want to follow you? So and, and then we we have to look at the people you're ministering to and the example you're setting. Exactly. You know when when it comes to sitting people down. Now you don't sit people down because they make a mistake. But depending on the the mistake they make, how many times they make it. Anything done more than once is a decision. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm I'm saying that if you have a lifestyle, that part that is not pleasing to the Lord, and you keep doing the same thing after being rebuked. Mm-hmm. See, because I I I I rebuke you and give you a chance to change it. Mm-hmm. But if you don't change it. If you don't change it, okay, then guess what? I'm 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 gonna have to remove some of your uh, duties and responsibilities yeah. because I don't want that being released over the people, right? 
Now I can deal with some of your imperfections and 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 all that. We we can deal with all that. We can talk about all that. We can counsel with you. We can do deliverance or whatever. Okay, but when you are making bad decisions back to back to back to back to back, then as a senior leader, it don't matter how much I love you. I have to make an executive decision. I will love you and fire you. Mm. Because, see, you may be good for my life, but you bad for my business. Mm. Or you may be you 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 may be good in other areas, but you may not be good for ministry right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we got to get 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 you together so you can be good for ministry. So these are the, these are some of the these are some of the, the the things that play out and some of the things that are in play. Okay, when it comes to um uh when when it comes to whether or not somebody needs to be sat down. Now, if you need to be sat down, first of all, for, because see, sometimes we sit people down for like the smallest, pettiest stuff. Mm-hmm. But Paul said, "Rebuke before all." You know, don't 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 receive an accusation against an elder unless it's about two or three witnesses. You know, but if they sin, rebuke before all that the rest may fear. You know, he say sat them down. He said, "Rebuke them before everybody." Now, I want you to hold on before we get there. Uh-huh. Um, something you said that I want to go back to when yes. you talked about how. That individual's life is an example before others. Yes. And I think that's one of the primary things in the offense and the disappointment of being sat down that is probably missed. This isn't just about you. This is about the people that you have influence over and whatever your ministerial post is. Yeah. So whether you are in music ministry, you're in hospitality ministry, whether you are in transportation ministry, whatever it is that you're doing, there are people yeah. who look up to you. Somebody said, okay, well, I'm not the head of that department, or even if I'm just a volunteer, there's somebody somewhere that attends that church that looks up to you. Because you do not sit in the seat of senior leadership, there's influence that is unrealized. You know how many times people have walked up to me in a grocery store? Oh, God bless you, woman of God. I don't know them. Mm-hmm. But rather they saw me at somebody else's church. They saw something on the internet. You know, they they saw you at somebody's church. So there's a such thing as unrealized influence because you never know who or how many people are watching your life. You know, they did a study and I don't know who did it. Some some church people did, did a study and they basically said for every person that follows your ministry, you have to assume that. That they're from two to four people connected to them that know about you, that follow you, that maybe won't contact you or say anything. So for every person, add four more to that, add three right. more to that. Right. And, and you'll get a bigger picture of how many people you influence. So if your right. church has a hundred people in it, you can assume you're really impacting 300 to 500 people. If you want to go by realized impact. Maybe it was a coworker. They shared something from your message or maybe a relative. You know, they invited to the family and friends day with this potato salad. You never really know how many people are affected. So sitting, you making a decision to sit somebody down is not just about you as an individual, but it also is a form of protection to those that are influenced by you, that are connected from you, that look up to you until you are able to be rightly aligned and be positioned back in that place of influence. Having influence and power 
and in being either in some type of sin, continual sin, you're being rebellious, you're struggling against the leadership. It is very dangerous to have these characteristics. Being offended is dangerous to have these characteristics when you are in a position of influence over other people's lives because that stuff has a potential to spread. Which goes into what you were saying, rebuke them before all so that the rest may fear. Because we don't want anybody else to get the idea, oh, they did, ooh, yeah. and, and ooh, that pastor ain't said nothing. Yeah. Oh, well, shoot, I'm going to do it too. So then when the pastor comes saying so, oh, oh, no, you're not going to tell me when Sister Watermelon last week, blah, 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 you ain't say nothing to her. That is a real thing. And we're thinking like, what? People, people really do stuff like that. Yeah, they do. When somebody does something, they're like, ooh, and they're going to watch and see whether or not they get in trouble. They're going to see how they're handled because that's going to give. It's just like a toddler, just like a little kid. Ooh, so-and-so did this. Oh, and then they're going to watch to see how you handle it as a leader. So senior leaders, this is why you can't just let certain stuff slide. Not saying you have to be overbearing and make a bigger deal out of it. But what you have to understand is there are people watching to see how you handle it. I remember one time I was a part of a church and there was an individual um, that was doing some things that they shouldn't have been doing. And at first it was one or two accusations or one or two complaints about this individual. But it got to a point where there was a good handful of people that said, yes, you know, I have proof of this and blah, 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 blah. Make a long story short, the pastor didn't deal with it. The pastor didn't deal with it. Well, we just going to, you know, handle it this way. And, you know, I'll talk to them within a year's time, at least a third of the church left. Mm. And it wasn't because this person had whatever they had going on in their life. It was because of the pastor's lack of dealing with it. This person was still preaching. This person was still doing praise and worship. This person was still leading a particular ministry department. This person still had an avid role in church government. As I would say in organizational leadership, this person was a power player and their life was jacked up. And it spread to the point where everybody in the church pretty much knew this person's life was jacked up. And they're watching month after month after month. This person's not being dealt with nothing. If you're saying something to them or if you really talk to them, why aren't we seeing any change? Right. This is continuing. The numbers started dwindling whenever there was that person's turn to preach. And ultimately, a third of the church left within a year. Mm. So at that time, we're talking about a good 150, 200 people mm -hmm. that left, not because this person had issues, but because of the pastor's lack of addressing those issues. So once somebody's issues get to a point where they are public, as a pastor, you can't just not say anything about it. Yeah. Even if you sit the yeah. person down, you can't just, okay. This person's been in front, uh, in the pulpit in some way, whether they've been doing prayer or announcements, they've been working the altar, they've been working music ministry, they've been preaching, teaching, doing baptisms, whatever. You cannot have this person that is in front of the people every week for a couple of years and all of a sudden they just sit down and you just keep going like nothing happened. People are not stupid. Naturally, like, oh, well, where's Brother Bob today? I mean, he ever since I've been a part of the church, Brother Bob has been ushering us into worship. That's something people who aren't even aware of whatever the issue is, is going to notice. When you have somebody that key and that pivotal 
to your services and to your ministry that you choose to sit down. You can't just ignore that and keep going like nothing happened. All right. We're going to have Brother Steve up today. No, you owe the people some type of explanation. Especially Don't, if they're like an elder. Or leader. Exactly. Yeah. And in this case, this person was an elder. So right. you can't just brush by that like nothing happened. Right. You don't have to go into all of the business, but you can, okay, well, so-and-so's on a sabbatical for right now. Let's yeah. keep them lifted in prayer. You know, we're going to bring Brother Steve up. He's been faithful and blah, blah, blah. And we're also training him for leadership. Something. You don't have to go into all the details, but you can say that. At least give people a basic understanding. Because the less you say, the more it looks like you're hiding and it looks very suspicious. You are, you will benefit greatly from addressing these things head on before you start getting a bunch of calls and questions. So you were talking about what Paul said, rebuke them before all said the rest may fear. Yes. And how he didn't even necessarily say sit them down, but rather rebuke them. I want you right. to get back to that. Yeah, because see, because see, you you want to talk about humility. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying don't sit nobody down. That's not this what I'm saying. This is for the sit down happy preachers. Yeah, it's for the <laughs> sit down happy. Paul said the elders that sin rebuke them before all the rest may fear. It said it, it. It didn't even say set him down. Mm. The reason being is because what is more humbling than for you to get rebuked publicly mm. for something that you did habitually, Woo! and then you have to serve in front of the same people you got rebuked in front of. Woo! And they know what you did, and they know what you did, and they're still choosing to allow you to serve them. Yeah. Woo! Yeah. Mm. It, it, it brings on another level of accountability to yourself mm. and for your actions and your example. That's a whole lot of humble pie. See, 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 for some people, it's easy for them to sit down because they can run and hide. That part. Mm -hmm. Stay right there. Or they can avoid the, the responsibility. You know, uh, a, a pastor, a pastor go and sin, and guess what? A pastor go sin. And and then uh you know he gone for a whole month. He's away from the sheep. You know, he 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 he's he he's away from the sheep. Mm. Come on now. He he don't he don't have to deal with the shame. Okay. And about 30 days or so, people might get over it. And you come back hooping hack like nothing happened. All right. Mm -hmm. See, 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 no, 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 no. That, 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 that's not how Paul told Timothy to handle the elders under his charge. Come on now. So, so yeah, you know, you know, when it comes to eldership, you know, and leadership, I think sometimes we are too quick to sit people down. Mm -hmm. um, um, and I think it depends on the. I think it depends on the sin because you you you, you do got to obey the laws of land now. Now, if you a darn pedophile somewhere, like you didn't did something like that, okay, you need to be set down. I appreciate your services. Yes, goodbye. You know, even if you repent and change, we can't legally we can't have you around the children. You have to be doing online ministry or something. As long as you on the registry, you shouldn't be pastoring. No, no, you should not be pastoring on the registry. I'm sorry. I'm talking about like over a local church, you know, where there's families and children 
and all that. Okay, mm -hmm. you may be able to pastor in another capacity away from them. Online pastor. Online. Uh, uh, worship experience pastor. You sending little emails and you you mailing little bulletins to people's houses. Yep. You can even teach Bible study online. The internet has made it a yeah. great way for people to minister. Who have these different challenges? You do little mentorships and you know all online, away from no contact online. with people. Yeah, but um, you're right though because a lot of people do have this thing of they want to sit, especially in a black church. And I hate to say it, but some of these black churches will sit people down for any old reason. And some of y'all, then you got the ones that don't want to sit people down, hmm. and, and that's yeah. what I've experienced. I'm like, okay. This person done did what? How many times? We all know about it and you're not going to do nothing? We we, we just going to act like this never happened? So that that's more of the church culture I'm used to. Everybody, it's like an unspoken thing where everybody knows this person's dirt, but everybody's really waiting. Nobody's really saying nothing. But all the intercessors is praying and praying and believing God that the pastor is going to address it because they know they can't address it. Pastor won't address it. So then it's like, okay, well, this one left, that one left. Yeah, because nobody wants to be. It's hard for people to thrive in an environment where sin and wickedness goes unaddressed. Come on. I mean, let's let's just call it what it is. If everybody in the church sleeping around. How is anybody supposed to thrive there? I mean, it's possible, but it's it's still very difficult. And there's only for a select few to have that type of endurance. You know, because when we look back at the Bible, when we look at Eli and Samuel and, and his sons was doing all types of debauchery, you know, he still thrived and developed in that environment. And the Bible says none of his words fell to the ground. That's great. However, most people are not that spiritually strong and disciplined right. to survive and thrive in a sin-written environment. They're right. just not. Right. For a lot of people, most of us, it's only going to be so long before we become morally corrupted in that environment. That's like planting a, throwing a handful of seeds in a landfill of trash and expecting life to come out of it. Mm -hmm. You might have a few little seedlings that spring up here and there. Some of them might even thrive, but the rest of them are going to suffocate under the toxins in the garbage. And this is what's happening to people in these environments where stuff is not being addressed. Not saying now we can love people through anything. People can be restored. Can the people can be put back, cleaned up, and set to a place where God can still use them. Uh, we definitely don't believe in throwing people away, but we also are not going to pretend and be ignorant like something doesn't need to address be addressed either. Something definitely has to be done. Now I want to kick over to the other side of this. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times we talk about sitting people down, but we don't talk about standing people back up. Come on. And that's one of my biggest issues. Very rarely have I seen somebody be sat down, actually be stood back up. If you're going to remove somebody from a position, there comes a point in time after they're restored, they have to be placed back and right standing. Especially if you sit them down before the people, they need to be restored before the people. Right. Now, I want you to talk more about this. Why do you think we don't stand people back up after we sit them down? Why don't we put people, restore them, clean them up, and put them back? I, I think it's a heart issue. 
mm. you know, there's a number of factors that play into that, even when it comes to the heart issue. Mm-hmm. If somebody committed a sin that you just utterly detest, ooh, you know, you got your you you got your uh, nit you, nitpicking concerning which sins that you decide to show mercy towards. Yeah, and that's something you gonna talk about. Some of y'all got favorites. Yeah, <laughs> you know, because you 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 you'll condemn the the adulterer okay or or the fornicator you'll condemn them to hell and you'll say you swear but down they don't need to be restored but then you you let the liar go scot free mm-hmm. come on now uh oh and if I'm sitting if I'm coming down your road good mm. you know a lot a lot of us we don't understand even pride Ooh, pride, you know, and I'm not talking about a person who sits in the high seat. That's not pride. Pride is pride is when you look down on others like they stink. Pride mm. is when you exalt yourself above measurement. Mm. Um, prideful people don't have leaders in their life to measure them. Oh, come on. So so when it comes to standing people back up, OK, you can't pick and choose those that you want to restore. So the Bible says, even in the midst of open rebuke and all that, the Bible says that if a brother be overtaken in a fault, you who are spiritual, restore in meekness, considering yourself, lest you also be tempted. Why does it say that? Mm -hmm. Because the very things that your heart is on is the very things you're going to be tried with. Mm. That's why it says, consider yourself. When you restore them, consider yourself. What if you was in that position? Mm. How would you want to be restored? Come on. Oh, come on. Because 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 see, cause see, I, I I think that we don't emphasize proper restoration enough. Proper restoration does come with accountability. And if you see somebody that that avoids accountability, they don't want to they don't want to be restored biblically, and they they need to be marked. Treat them like a tax collector. But at the same time, you know, it's hard for someone to, it's hard to trust someone with your restoration. Okay. When the church, the church will kill you just as fast as they put you up on that platform. Okay. You, you can be the next, you can be the latest and the greatest uh, pulpit star of the year. And then next year, okay, you could be the devil's advocate. Mm. Okay, so so you you got to be um, uh, you got to be very careful. Okay, when it comes to raising people up, because see, uh, you know, you know, a, a lot of preachers don't recover. You know, uh, we're, we're, first of all, we're we're human too. We make mistakes. You understand. And, and 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 don't get me wrong. The Bible says those who everybody shouldn't be teachers because those who are teachers uh, will uh, receive harsher, you know, judgment. Mm-hmm. So those of us that are in senior leadership in the in the position of of laboring in word and doctrine, okay, um, uh, uh, we will receive greater damnation. However, then we also receive greater mercy. Mm-hmm. Okay, we also receive greater mercy, and that should be considered. That's why the Bible says, "Restore meekness, consider yourself." Okay, so yeah, 
get all the disciplinary stuff together, do what you got to do disciplinary wise. But then at the same time, we should be ready to receive a brother. Mm -hmm. We should be, be able to receive a brother and raise him up and, 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 and hold a brother godly accountable. Uh, 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 not because we want to know his or her business, uh, but because we genuinely care about their soul and we don't want them getting lost while doing the work. Now, you talked about senior leadership, but I want to skip back over to the laity because right. that's really what this episode is focused on. Some people, when they are dealt with harshly, they leave the faith. That's true. Well, uh, you have a lot of pastors who may not recover. They may quit pastoring and just sit at home. And the truth is a lot of people who are dealt harshly, either they go, either one or two things happen. They go to another church causing problems because of that unhealed wound they have, or they leave the faith altogether. Right. And pastors and senior leaders, of course, you cannot prevent everybody's ill intentions. You cannot prevent everybody's offense. But if their offense and damage is a result of you handling them wrongfully, then that blood is on your hands. So if you're listening right now, I want you to be honest before God and take an honest assessment. How many people have you rebuked? Excuse me. Have you sat down wrongfully? Have you yelled at unnecessarily? How many lives have you caused unintentional damage in that you're aware of that you won't repent and get it right? I advise you, you need to go before the Lord. You need to get that right in the next day or two. Repent. Some people, you may have to call them, email them, message them through social media and issue some apologies. Because wounded sheep continue to cause problems no matter where they are, uh, either until they get the apology they need or somebody comes with the strong enough anointing to tame them and, and let allow them to unpack all that hurt and pain so that they can become effective again. But every time you wrongfully, and I'm not talking about somebody who's actually doing something wrong, okay, and it was a hard, difficult decision, but biblically you had a responsibility. I'm not talking about those people. Every time you mishandle a sheep, the next two or three pastors have to pay for it. And that's something you got to keep in mind. Every time you mishandle a sheep, the next two or three pastors have to pay for what you didn't do right. And then they start to look at all of us through the lens of what you did. Every time you see that's just like Pastor so and so. Oh my gosh, blah 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 blah. It, it, it becomes a cycle. So I really want to encourage you. Think about the type of sheep you want to receive mm -hmm. when you're dealing with people. When you have to sit people down. When you have to dismiss people. You want yourself to be blameless and above reproach yeah. on these subjects. So that even if they do get mad and throw off. You can honestly say that you were biblical, you were honorable, you respected them as an individual, but yet you stood on the word of God. Right. Those things are very key. And this is also why you have to get your personal feelings out of it. If it's something that you, oh, I can't stand this. We all have got things that we just can't stand more than others, but get your personal feelings out of it. Because that's going to be very key to you being able to make the un- biased decision and have that unbiased conversation with them where they can say, okay, well, I didn't like this, but you know what? I can honestly say it won't them. It's just me. 
Mm-hmm. You got any closing remarks? Yeah, I'm going to say this. You know, again, like we said, this is never something that's easy. No. This is never something that's easy. Uh, 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 just just, just when you were talking, and just my mind went back to some of the people that we sat down and dismissed. Mm-hmm. You know, that was, one of the, that was one of the hardest decisions I've ever had to make. You understand? And, 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 and I grieved internally. A lot mm-hmm. of times, because I've, you know, you 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 develop relationship with people, but you know, I can't we I can't keep having you around while you defy defying our leadership all the time, you know, all the time, and you get disrespectful. You don't humble yourself. You don't even you don't even apologize. You don't even do none of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I mean, I can't, I can't. Certain things I cannot allow. Yeah. You know, certain things. You know, I can you know, uh, allow and address, you know, while you get it together, but certain things are non-negotiable That's cannot true. be around whatsoever or else it'll spread like wildfire. That's very true. Certain things, you know, a leader just can't allow. And, 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 and you have to protect, you have to protect God's investment in you, God's investment in the people. You have to protect, uh, uh, the ministry. You have to protect your leadership. Yes. You know, so 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 there's a number of factors that that go into that, and um, uh, this 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 is this is one of the those things pertaining to ministry that needs to be talked about. People need to be sat down sometimes, and that's just the truth. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Or dismissed. Well, listen. Tell us in the comments how you feel. If you were ever sit down, how did that experience go? If you are somebody where your pastor sat you down and then restored you, tell us a little bit about how that experience was yeah. for you. We definitely want to hear from you in the comments. Be sure to let us know. And again, thanks again for watching the F3 podcast. Check out the links in the description in the show notes for our different products and services. And until next time on the F3 podcast, goodbye. Thank you.